You're listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training, helping you guide your group through its study of the storyline of Scripture. Hey there, thanks for joining us for the Weekly Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Adults. I'm Aaron Armstrong, and with me this week is Brandon Hiltabidal, who is the Director of Groups Ministries for LifeWay. Brandon, how's it going, man? So okay. So okay? Yeah, that's We're good. We're still in the pandemic, so that's my answer pretty much all the time. That's fair. It's you all know. right. Excited to be here, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this is your first time visiting this show. Yes. And uh, it's, we're glad you're here. But I love the Gospel Project, and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, me too. Me too. So uh, speaking of which, we are talking about Unit 25, Session 1, which is called Jesus Tells the Kingdom Parables. And this is the first session of Volume 9, Jesus the Savior. Um, I'm really excited about this, partly because this is the beginning of the end of this cycle for us. Um, I always get really excited when we get to the fall before a launch of the of the next cycle because, I mean, I've been living with the, with right. the new one for about two years at this point. So, uh, so I'm already there and not even thinking about this one anymore. <laughs> but uh, it's exciting for me that you all will be close to it soon. Right. And it's going to be good. I think. I'm certain. Are you kidding? <laughs> of course it is. There we go. There's some confidence right there. <laughs> we're in the Gospels. How could it be not good? That's right. All right. So, yep, we're in the Gospels. So, uh, Aaron, why don't you tell us what this session is about? All right. So, this session is uh, the beginning of the end of our survey of Jesus' ministries through the Gospels. And we're kicking that off with a unit that's exploring Jesus' teaching on the kingdom. And so this week, groups are going to be looking at three of Jesus' parables found in Matthew 13, 1 to 9, verses 31 and 33 of 13 as well, and 44 through 46. And so what you guys are going to be learning is uh, you're going to be seeing how these stories communicate important and actually rather subversive truths about Christ's sovereign rule. So, uh, Brandon, that's a lot for us to take in, of course. Yes. Um, trying to do three parables. Session. Right. Three yeah. parables in one session. Yeah. It's bold. It's yeah. courageous. <laughs> uh, what would you we say? We believe in you guys. Absolutely. So what would you say is the, the one of the most important takeaways from this session? Yeah. I'm glad you worded it that's what, that way. Uh, as you already said, this is my first time riding along with these leader helps. So I don't know if it's supposed to be the most important session. This was the most important takeaway for me in the session is the paragraph from the leader guide that said a seasoned farmer would do whatever he could to determine which soil was fertile and receptive or take steps to make it so. It might take tilling the soil and removing the the, the rocks, et cetera, et cetera. But the idea of of fashioning the soil to receive the seed well was not something I have really thought about before. Um, as you know, I am a my wife and I pretend to be farmers, mm-hmm. and uh, I've done several uh, really poorly performing gardens, and but I at least know what it is like to attempt to prepare the soil to to grow massive watermelons or squash or whatever it may be. And the this was a new perspective for me of the idea that we might b- take a proactive approach to preparing the soil, so to speak, from a gospel standpoint. And I found that to be really challenging. And, and if something is unique to me as a leader, then I would 
generally assume that it might be unique to a lot of the people that I'm teaching or leading. And so that might be something that I lift up. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? Well, I mean, I look at this and and I think the most important takeaway that I got certainly in reviewing this session was uh, the importance and value of the kingdom of God. And so um, the way I see it, and this really comes a lot from the, the, the third point in this, but the way I see it, this cha- session should challenge us to think about how we live, what we're living for, and how we view the promise of God, promises of God as they relate to our allegiance to him. And so think about this. These are just diagnostic questions that we should be asking ourselves. And really, we should be asking them all the time. But do we live as citizens of the kingdom or are we living just like everybody else in the world? Do we see God's kingdom as the end goal or as a nice to have as as it relates to our faith? And most important, what is most important to us? Is it God's glory or our own? Yeah. All of these things play into what we see as most important and how we how we view the kingdom of God uh, how we see it as important, all of that plays into this for us. Yeah, that's a timely, that second one especially, that question is timely to me. I just this morning was listening to a sermon. It was actually a Christmas sermon. And the, the pastor was asking, or basically saying, you don't understand Christmas <laughs> if you don't understand that the point of your life is not to have a nice little life. It's to accomplish kingdom purposes, but you could really put gospel in place of Christmas. You don't understand the gospel if you don't see the kingdom of God as the end goal. And I found that convicting today, so that's cool that you brought that up. Mm. Uh, What about challenges? Well, honestly, I think point one itself is going to present some challenges and some opportunities for a lot of fruitful discussion in your group, especially around its application. So, I mean, honestly, you could probably camp out your entire time if you really felt like you needed to in your group just on this point. Um, we don't encourage that. There's a whole there's a there's a reason that we've put all of these together in this in this session. But um, if you needed to and you only got that far, you would you would do really well. But think about it. The in this parable the the sower is scattering seed liberally, indiscriminately. He's being the worst farmer in the world. It's like if Brandon is I know exactly how that is. his farm. I've lived it. <laughs> you sow the seeds indiscriminately and then you let the weeds grow. That is That's, how I roll. Hey, you know, I think that there's something about that in, in the Bible too, too. So you're fine. <laughs> but, uh, but Christians are called to share the gospel like that, that we're supposed to do it indiscriminately. And so that means we don't pick and choose and we don't say, okay, who's the most likely person to respond to the gospel? Because you know what? If someone had done that, I never would have heard it. Right. Because I was actually someone's least likely person to respond to the gospel. And yet I did. Yeah. So there we go. Um, so think about this in your community, in your church, even in the midst of a pandemic and all the craziness that goes with that, what opportunities exist for you to do this in your community? Yeah, that's an issue that I think will challenge most of our people most days. Um, the, my, the thing that I saw as challenging in this session, uh, leaders, as you listen, Aaron's already alluded to this. 
but you could find it easy to camp out on one parable or then, oh, man, I made it to the second one. Great. I did good work. Yep. <laughs> the challenge is going to be making sure you get to the third parable, if at all possible. You could spend just I mean, you could spend hours. Yeah. Pastors have spent hours talking about what it looks like to identify, prepare gospel soil in the kingdom or I mean. I've heard amazing sermons on how beautiful it is that the birds come and nest in the branches of the mustard tree and all that. But just please uh, push through to get to the treasure buried in the field. Of the three, it is my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think you need all three to to really get the heart of the kingdom here. And so try, try to get through it. Try to keep it moving. Most definitely. All right. So what is an encouragement that we might have for leaders in all of this. So, yeah, I can, I'm, we both have some, but I can go first. Yeah, um, go for it. I would say, uh, let this session be for you. That, I think we could say that every week and, and, and maybe we do, but uh, this one especially, just let this be for you, not just for the people you lead. Um, as there's some language in the leader guide that reflects the fact that Jesus thought the kingdom uh, was worth selling everything he had for but if you could fill in the gaps there that means that he thought you and your heart and your forever with him was worth selling everything he had um leader listen to this podcast leader getting ready to to teach to lead your people let that be real in your heart even right now this can be a a jesus loves me this i know moment you he sold everything that he had for you it's a Jesus loves me, this I know moment before it's a I love Jesus, this I'll show moment before Christ was your treasure. And he is. And that's where the session leads us. You were his treasure. So prepare, prepare to teach from that place. You know, you sell all that you have for the treasure in the field because you know that joy in Jesus is real. So I would just mm-hmm. don't have too strong of a I'm going to teach filter and have an I'm going to feel this filter as you prepare on this one. Yeah. What do you got? Well, Mine is actually has way less to do about the content with the content and almost entirely to do with our current circumstances. Yeah. So, I mean, here's just the whole the reality. This whole pandemic thing has been incredibly frustrating to every single person that I know. And I'm guessing that it's been frustrating for every person that, you know, Brandon, and chances are you group leader. It's been frustrating for every person that, you know, too. And. It's really disheartening. It's really confusing when the info about what to do and not to do seems to change day to day. And when maybe we don't even know when things are going to get back to normal or if there even is a normal to get back to. Um, And undoubtedly on top of that, I'm guessing it's a safe bet that if you're meeting together, there are probably people who aren't there. Right. And... That can be that again can be disheartening. And if your group size is getting smaller and people aren't logging into Zoom meetings, or if you're meeting in person or they're just not showing up, they're not communicating, they're not answering your texts or your emails or however you're trying to maintain communication, it can be really tempting to get give up in those moments. So what I would encourage you as much as possible is don't quit. Don't lose hope. Don't let the frustration of the moment lead you away from doing from from being able to serve those who you're called to serve in your church. 
and in your community and beyond. I mean, despite all of these frustrations, Jesus is still on the throne. He, he's got all of this when we don't. And that's really good news for all of us. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so that's good encouragement. I said to someone this week, there's no pandemic clause in the Great Commission. Like, this is an absolutely brutal time. Mm-hmm. Disciples uh, still need to be helped towards joy in Jesus, and that's the that's the calling that we have. That's a good encouragement. All right. Well, Brandon, I think this is a good place for us to wrap up this uh, this week's leader training. So thanks for hanging out for this episode, and uh, thank you all for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you guide your group through this session, visit gospelproject.com. <laughs>